Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm Little John. <laughs> I am TJ, the littlest of your nightmares. <laughs> and I am seven. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And I got six it. is afraid of seven because <laughs> seven, eight, seven, nine. Seven, uh, This Terrible. week we're talking about Little Nightmares 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Amanda couldn't join us this time, and she's the one who advocated for this game. So, yep. uh, if she has yeah, a spirited <laughs> rebuttal, I'm sure you'll hear she's want to put it on schedule. Um, but yeah, uh, Little Nightmares Two. For those of you who are not aware, is a puzzle horror type game. Uh, it is the follow up to Little Nightmares. I think it's a prequel. I, for context, this is my first game. I saw Amanda stream a little bit of the original, but like I was working and doing other stuff so i was not like paying close enough attention to be like yeah i know the story this is your first uh, so, game ever huh this is your first game so ever yeah yeah it's my first games? game ever uh, <gasps> i've never played a video game i've been lying to you guys up until now um but yeah so i hadn't played the other one so this is pretty much my first experience with it other than i know what the protagonist of the first game looks like um and I played it on PC, and I finished it literally as we were starting this recording. So it's nice and fresh. Hell yeah. Um, I I also this is my first time playing a little nightmares game. The first one I have like a little bit of experience, not playing it, but like I watched it all on YouTube when that game came out. Then I watched Amanda play through it. Um, I think she did it on our Twitch channel. Um, I also have experience with games like this. Obviously, Limbo and Inside. I played Limbo and watched Inside. Different developers, but same sort of style of game. Um, but yeah, I was happy to finally play Little Nightmares 2, and I played it on my PlayStation. Yeah. I played the demo. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did so some gameplay of it, too. Where do we want to start with this one, guys? It's... It's a pretty simple game, I think. There's a there's definitely like a lot of detail in it, but it's a uh, it's very straightforward, I think. I will say, um, just to sort of jump right into something, the technical aspects of it, mm-hmm. it, it seems like a great, like a vast improvement in pretty much every way from the first game. Um, just how it looks, uh, the intricacies of, I guess, what you could do in this game. Like, <laughs> we'll get into it, but there's combat now there's more freedom of movement in some ways um, yeah wait, was there no combat in the original like no, at all? not not at all oh it's a big part of this game and yeah. i think it's one of the most interesting um gameplay wise it's one of the more interesting mechanics i think i agree uh, so just yeah. like on like you know aspects like that it, they've improved in pretty much every way which was nice to see Certainly. If we're going to... Let's open with, like, I guess, technical stuff. And um, I, I would love to talk about, really, just, like, the art direction and that sort of thing, too. Yeah. Um, because I think the game looks beautiful. Like, uh, I the the two little main characters, um, 
I think they're adorable. I love their design. Um, I think the people who designed just all the visuals really did a great job with it. They're really well done, even if there are some absolutely hideous character models. I mean, that's on purpose. Uh, but I, I, I think they did an excellent job with it. Um, yeah. My only complaint with it was really... I played it on PC, and so, like, it seems like this is another case of a console-first type thing. Uh, I ran into a few issues. I ran into a crash. I ran into a few bugs here and there. I will say nothing super game-breaking, and as the game went on, I ran into them less and less. Um, the game recommends playing with a controller, which I always doubt those claims at first, just to kind of see, because it's, you know, it's a matter of preference. Um... It does seem to me, I'm pretty sure 99% of people, though, would probably enjoy this more on a controller. Um, just because... And I don't know if you felt this on controller as well. It seems to me like the movement can be a little clunky at times. Not all the time, but like very specific moments where like you need to be precise under pressure. Uh, it's very easy to like get caught and stuff. And I think um, playing on keyboard might have exacerbated that just a smidge. Um... But other than that, technically, like, uh, frame rate was excellent, you know, solid in the hundreds, like, whatever, nothing to even think about. So, performance-wise, it was great, except for a few hiccups here and there, which I think are just bugs, because it seems that they prioritized uh, consoles over PCs in, in this development process. It happens. Yeah. Um, before I touch on that, you, you mentioned the character design, which I think is yeah, you know, yeah. phenomenal. The world design, too. Like, all the different areas you go to here, like, all that is designed very, very well. And it adds to, like, the, the creep factor of the game. I don't even want to go so far as to say, like, horror. It, it's more like an unsettling feeling that comes, like, heavily from both the world design and the character's design, I think. So, yeah, they do a great job there. Yeah, well, um, I actually do want to talk about that with you in a second to, like, hear what your thoughts are as far as, like, where yeah, it falls in that genre. But for sure. Please continue. Real quick, let me just jump into the, the second point you brought up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think – I mean, they say they clearly want you to play with controller. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would use the word, like, clunky to describe some of the movement. I, it is hard to grasp, but I think that comes from – sort of like a depth perception thing going on with the game it's like yeah what do you call it is it 2.5 d and sometimes like movement on planes like that can be tricky as is so the precision that you get with a a joystick on a controller is probably better for games like that as opposed to a keyboard which may have been where you found some of those issues i don't know though um in terms of glitches i didn't run into any personally but i did see I think at the beginning of your playthrough, you ran into one. I'm like, oh no, yeah, that's not supposed to happen. But yeah, um, other than that, no, I, I it ran well for for me. I played on controller, so I have nothing to compare it to other than that. But yeah, it it was smooth for me. Sure. Do we want to talk a little bit about it genre wise? Just because I think it's it's an interesting thing to talk about just briefly. Um. This being a horror game, I'm curious for you. I know you are a huge horror fan, so like where it kind of falls in in those lines of your experience. Because if you listening at home have not had the joy to have joined us for reviews such as Until Dawn and or Amnesia Rebirth, <laughs> um, historically I am not a fan of horror games at all. Uh, and every time we've played a game, I've come in like hopeful and then like left like 
absolutely like through the floor disappointed so this game i actually had like a little bit of an inverse experience where like i just came in expecting i was gonna hate it and so and i found that there were a lot of things i liked because this game did um i think it does the approach of horror that i find more interesting i i'll be straight up and say that like i don't find getting scared like i just don't understand that appeal i know it's there and i know because i've had it explained to me but it just doesn't click with me um, but what I like about this game is, especially early on, it reminds me a lot of, like, Plague Tale Innocence, in that the fear of this game, for the most part, because there definitely are, like, jump scares and grotesques and whatever, like, it has a variety of stuff, but I think the main fear that this game tries to instill is in the fact that you are, like, I don't want to say powerless, because you do, like, get moments, but, like, there's a huge power differential, right? And so you are outgunned by the world that you live in. And especially since you have a companion in this game, um, it's kind of that helplessness and that feeling of like needing to protect someone. So it's it's fear for the characters more so than instinctual fear of a thing, you know, a noise, uh, a, an ugly face on screen. And so I thought that was very interesting. And so I would almost... For most of the game, I thought I was just like, I think it's just a puzzle game in a suspenseful setting. But then, uh, especially some of the later chapters, like chapter four and five, I actually do think that they're, yeah, I was like, even if you don't find it like piss your pants terrifying, I think it's enough that like, yeah, that is, I think it's absolutely a horror game. It just ramps it up uh, a little slower than you might expect. Yeah, um, even with the first game, the first Little Nightmares, I wouldn't even describe this necessarily as horror um, it does what it's yeah. setting out to do very well, though, in that it has a very just uneasy atmosphere and feeling throughout. Uh, very creepy, very eerie, but nothing especially horrific that goes on. You don't see any gore, people stabbing each other, things like that, no jump scares. Yeah. But it, it's more like a childlike type of horror where it's like, oh, I don't want that gross thing to grab me. I don't like what how that looks. Yeah. I, you know, that that sort of feeling, and I think it really captures that well. Although, I will say, um, there is a moment in this game in, I think, Chapter 3, the hospital area, um, where it, the horror comes out full force, um, very weeping the things angels. that are faster than you? Yeah, it, it's very yeah, weeping angels. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Doctor Who at all, but I, I, I think... I very much have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to me, that's like the scariest episode in all of television, and for whatever reason, that concept really bothers the heck out of me so when i got mm -hmm. to that part in the game i'm like i don't like this i don't like this i don't like this and that was the yeah. only moment in either little nightmares where i felt like i'm kind of horrified right now but outside of that which they did very well it is more so just to be like oh that that's creepy it's unsettling uh you know all the things that we mentioned yeah. it's not meant to be truly like a horror experience like a resident evil or an outlast you know i actually agree with you because that section is the one where like i officially was like okay you know what because initially i was like it's a suspenseful setting right but it, and it's a puzzle game but after that i was like you know what i, I think it earns the horror title with this alone that then, alone yeah absolutely yeah. um and it's just like a personal thing but like i hate those like like grotesques like in spongebob when you get like the gross like close-ups or whatever i love spongebob i hate those things <laughs> and this game has so much of that kind of thing that i'm like i'm not scared i'm not anything i just don't like it like go yeah. away <laughs> please stop 
Um, so, I don't know. Like, it was weird. I was like, I know it's a horror game, but, like, why, 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 why? <laughs> um, the That actually, I think this is a good segue, something you mentioned, especially with that segment, but throughout the game in particular, to dip into gameplay uh, and the way that the gameplay either enhances or weakens the horror. And so... Like, one of the things that uh, you were mentioning earlier was, like, yeah, that weird perspective. I have a huge problem with depth perception. I was saying it on stream because I streamed the first few hours of this game. Um, like, games like Mario Odyssey, like, I'll fall off platforms all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why. I have bad eyesight. Maybe that's part of it. Who knows? Um, but, so, like, this game has a couple of stuff, which it, it was my biggest gripe with the gameplay, where, like, it's a really cool set piece, right? Like imagine even though i haven't played them imagine like uncharted style where like there's a lot of stuff happening and you're kind of like playing through a bit of it but like maybe not necessarily like you're not making decisions you're just like moving right um and so i thought those were like really cool set pieces and it became very obvious to me in the programming right that like oh this npc that is over here is gonna mostly bumble about you know assuming you don't do anything too stupid until you are this high up on this thing you are climbing and then at that point it will speed up and you need to precisely exit through here like in good timing or else it's gonna grab you and kill you right which is suspenseful right like i of course it accomplishes that purpose but i don't know if it happened to you like it happened to me a few times where in in one area in particular like you're supposed to hide from something and so like you're trying to advance and you're and you're moving and trying to stay out of sight and so when i realized that what was happening was just that like uh i thought i was out of sight but the sight lines because of the angle were off and it was like it was by a little bit like if i had just been an inch more to the right i would have been fine or like in other like chasing sections I would just keep, like, it looks like I'm going straight down a hallway, but somehow I catch on, like, the outside of the, the model for, like, a block or something, and it stops my running for, like, half a second, but that half a second is enough that, like, it is, even though I still get to continue playing for a bit, I already know it's too late, I won't be able to finish this crawling animation in time, and sure enough, I get caught and, like, whatever, which I guess you could just say, like, get good which is fine and it's a valid argument or something but like in a horror game right my just like my philosophy i guess the only thing we really fear is like the unknown right so like that's why in like a, a horror movie it's usually more effective if you never see the monster and you let your imagination kind of mix stuff up instead of like having that repeat exposure um and so one of the things that like killed it a lot for me in this game horror wise which again I actually don't think was the most important aspect of this game. Um, but in terms of the horror element with gameplay, it was the fact that, like, stupid little, like, clunkiness that I felt in, like, the movement or, like, trying to pick an object up, it was hard. Like, I'd be clicking and, like, I just wasn't facing in precisely the right way, so there was a little bit of clunkiness, would lead to, like, repeat deaths, at which point, like, the tension from a scene would kind of uh, vacate, which... Um, I will say, though, that, like, they do an excellent job of building tension in this game. Um, but that was one of the things that killed it for me on a few occasions. And I'm just curious if you ran into anything like that. Yeah, oh, it, it happened absolutely occasionally. That That's completely fair. Like, uh, of course, the horror would go away after you do a certain section a couple times. Because you know how the puzzle works now. It's just a matter of doing it yourself. Yeah. I, I will say, though, when I ran into... Um, those instances for myself, 
I never thought it was the game's fault as to why I couldn't do a certain section. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was me that messed up. I didn't time that jump right. I got caught on a box that was obviously in the way, and I would learn yeah. from that and then adjust it for the next time through. And then I, I wouldn't be stuck on sections like that for more than maybe two or three attempts, and I would move on. Um, yeah. So I, I always felt like, okay, this this is my problem. I got to learn the game. I got to learn these moments of mm. when I'm dying, how I'm dying, and, you know, adjust myself yeah. for it. No, um, th- there was certainly a bit of both. I will say, like, there were a few where it was definitely my fault. And in those cases, like, you know, yeah, two or three attempts, and, like, you kind of figure it out for the most part. Um, but there were a few where just like I, it would start to get a little frustrating because it's like, how did I get caught on that? Like even from this angle, like looking at my character, it looks like my path is clear, but apparently I'm caught on something. And so those were the ones that frustrated me a bit, you know? Right. Yeah. I know there's a weird thing with the, um, what do you, I'm going to call it the fourth wall, but that's not what it's called where you go up against the very front part of the screen. Like if you hug that wall for too long, you could actually get caught on it for some reason that happened to me a couple times. So in that instance, I was a little annoyed with it, but then I was just like, all right, I'll make the, I just won't go near there because I don't really have to. I just would sometimes. I Um, also had that that like physics. Yeah. I also had stuff similar to that like physics would glitch out and like an object would fly away and then fly back or like my character animation like he would enter like a weird pose and just start sliding like i had a lot of weird glitches like that weird yeah i mean again i would never be like hung up on an area for maybe like a few attempts so mm-hmm. it, it never gave me a chance to really just belabor the point. I'd be like, okay, like that happened, whatever, moving on. It's fine. Next next section, you know? So I guess it, it just didn't bother me enough, but it, I, I'm willing to ignore hiccups like that, I guess. Doesn't mean that it's not a problem. It for sure is, yeah. but um, it, it didn't hurt my experience in answer to your question. Yeah, it's a problem. I think it annoyed my experience, but I don't think it was like a, a decision-altering thing either. But I do wish they weren't there. So just worth... I I was just curious to see what your experience was like. Yeah, for sure. uh, In that aspect. Um, So next, like, I I also just want to hear, what did you think of, like, the puzzles? Because that is a huge part of the game. You know, there's kind of, like, the run and hide and whatever sections. And we'll get into combat in a second as well, because I think that was really interesting. But um, there's a lot of just puzzle solving. And uh, I also want to give the game, like, high praise there, I think. A vast majority of the puzzles are very just intuitive. Like, you know, you you see something and it feels like that's the solution. And sure enough, it is. Like, uh, there were very few instances where I got hung up on something for, like, terribly long. And so it was satisfying. Like, there, there, there were good payoffs and, and clear progression. I, I never felt too lost. I, I thought that was a, a really positive aspect. It's something I enjoy in games, that kind of mental engagement. Um and so, in comparison to something like a, I like a, I brought it up on stream as well. Something like a um, Spirit Fair or or another game like that, where because uh, in this game there's no dialogue, there's it's just a lot of ambiance and music and that sort of thing. This was actually the perfect game. I enjoyed this most. Uh, the latter half of the game today, I was just listening to a podcast and playing through it, and so that mental engagement was like marvelous for like multitasking uh, and keeping yourself entertained. 
Um, so I love those puzzles in, in that respect. Yeah. Um, I think this game handles puzzles the way that I like them to be handled. Um, in that it, it seems like it's more, for the most part, environmental puzzles you got to figure mm-hmm. out in both, you know, platforming in what you have to move around in a room, opening a drawer maybe to find a key rather than like a puzzle puzzle that you would see in an Uncharted game. I don't tend to like those. I think they're kind of boring. I just want to blaze past them to get to the game game. But this one seems to mix the two things together where it's like, yeah, you're solving a thing to get out of a room. Um but it doesn't require that much thinking. You just got to look around, use your senses, and and find a way out of there, right? Um, and in that respect, I like I liked it quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know much more to say other than that. There was one that I watched you do as well that I had trouble with myself. The the chest mm-hmm. puzzle. Um, that's sort of the example I mean where I'm like, this is not the type of puzzle that I particularly enjoy. Yeah, you could say it's clever, sure, but a lot more time is wasted for a puzzle that I think is obvious. It's just a matter of like, yeah, I, I kind of use my brain a little bit more to figure out where a certain chess piece goes rather than, you know, doing that, something clever with the environment, I guess. I don't know. That's actually an ex- excellent example of like what I was bringing up with the clunkiness of the controls. Because I remember when I was trying that puzzle, I tried the correct solution and the controls just did not respond. And so it's, it, my brain registered as like, okay, that's not an option. And so I was banging my head against the wall trying the wrong thing over and over again. Right. Until I just tried it again, I guess at a slightly different angle and then it worked. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't care for that. I know there's a lot of people that do like that. I love that stuff. Mental ch- yeah. yeah, that's fine. I, I respect the game for having like a variety of puzzles in there, not just like one kind over and over and over again. There's a bunch of different in this game. Something that Resident Evil also does. But um, some are for me, some weren't for me. So in the sections where like the chess one where I didn't really care for it that much. I could feel like a lull in my experience, but outside of that, like the vast majority of it, I did quite enjoy what I was doing. And there's combat puzzles as well, which I thought was really neat and fun and something they didn't have in the first game. Yeah. I I, I do really want to get into combat. I mean, we won't talk about it terribly long because it's very simple, but I thought it was a, it was something I wasn't expecting in the game. Um, But yeah, like I just, I, I do really like the variety of puzzles. It's something I like in the game. Like, if I'm not mentally stimulated, if it's just, like, mindless shooting, unless it's a really, like, r- incredible, incredible, like, system, it's very hard to keep me engaged in that kind of mindless gameplay um, unless you also have, like, maybe a good story to back up why you're doing the mindless shooting. I love the, like the TV puzzles. Those were, like, my favorites in the game. Uh, my favorite was actually towards the end. They do a really, really cool thing with an auditory puzzle. Mm. Um, and so I don't. I'm curious because I, I'm assuming you played this on like a TV or something, right? Right. Do you play with headphones on? I did not. Not this one. How did you find the the last sections puzzles? Were they um, easy for you? Yeah, I mean, the, okay. why did you struggle with them? No, no, no. Uh, just because with headphones on, you can very clearly hear like sounds moving from left ear to right ear, in front, behind. Oh no! I wish and I so, did play now. 
with headphones. So it was a very breezy section to go through, but it is something that I really appreciated. I don't know. We work so much in audio now that <laughs> I guess just like when people do cool stuff like that, I'm like, oh, yes, sound designers, which also I just want to give snaps to the sound designers in this game. I think they did a great job with everything, but that was a super yeah. cool I'm a little upset with myself now because I think that's one of the cardinal sins of games with heavy sound design is not experiencing it, you know, like just there in your ears, especially with horror games. Like, I I think you need to hear every little uh, crunch of a leaf or or dripping of water, you know, so I'm like, oh, man, that would have added to the experience if I did do that. But. Oh well, maybe I'll go back to it. Who knows? Yeah, and just to to harp on the on the sound design for a second because I really do think they did a great job. Like, um, because I remember when I was streaming, I was saying this this looks like the perfect game to like like I said earlier, like to play while you're listening to like a podcast or something. And I know you disagree because you were like, no, you got to hear like every little thing. Um, I will say the sound design in this game was like, of course, detailed but like simple. Like everything about it was clear. There's not too much going on. Like everything is there where it needs to be so it's so noticeable that like even though i was listening to something else on the side like i still noticed a great deal of stuff and also just for someone like me i don't know maybe maybe it's the fact that i was streaming and i felt the need to commentate or the fact that my brain had nothing else to focus on but the game but like hearing those sounds in anticipation like um dulls the experience a little bit because you can like predict a lot which is good because it's it's clear narrative but i think by like just enjoying it more casually and being like i'm here for the puzzles when something shocking like did happen it took me more by surprise because i was less like laser focused on it right um but the sound design still gives you cues like i knew where i had to go or what i had to avoid just by where these sounds were placed Um, so yeah, I, I, I think they did, they did an excellent job with it. For me, for horror games is what I meant by like, I think you should experience all the sounds around you just cause that adds to the suspense for me. Like if you hear something in the distance, it's like, what the hell is that? What's around the corner? Even though, you know, yeah. something's going to happen, that anticipation of, I, I don't know what it is adds to it, you know? So I, for horror games, I especially like to, yeah. to really experience all the sounds like last of us, like great sound design uh this game the horror experiences especially like amplifies uh what you're playing when you are fully engrossed in the world i think yeah i i 100 agree i just for some reason my brain like immediately rationalizes is like that's what this is it's over there it sounds like this and it's gonna come out from here so i'm not scared of it anymore oh, um no. <laughs> yeah it's the same thing, like, I'm really annoying to, again, just because I don't like being scared, you know? So, like, when we go to haunted houses, I would literally point out, there's a guy behind that corner, there's someone over there, there's that that's going to come out of here. Like, it is just, like, my instinctual, like, I need to, again, fear of the unknown, right? If you know it's coming, it can't scare you. So, I think the more passive experience for me actually uh, let me enjoy it a little more uh, in that respect. But right. that's just because I'm weird. <laughs> justify everything and just be like no this is why yeah um but yeah so now i want to talk about combat slash combat puzzles because i think it's something the game again does very interestingly uh very early on in the game and i you know i don't really think it's a spoiler you you murk someone like you straight up murder someone like a big you know you're you're a little person yeah you, you kill yeah. a, a big boy uh <laughs> and it was not something i was expecting again i thought and it's something that i keep thinking about plague tale innocence because this game reminds me of that a lot in some ways a lot of like the puzzle solving and the like protecting your companions and kind of feeling helpless in the environment um 
So that had those vibes, but I did not expect this to be a game where we had any sort of combat proficiency. I thought it was just going to be run, 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 run. And so the fact that, like, you blast someone away, I was like, oh, damn, these little kids mean business. <laughs> um, so one, a delightful surprise, but two, I actually thought the combat sections were um, very, very well done. I, I kind of looked forward to them for the most part, aside from when I had little, like, glitchy stuff. Like, there were a number of combat encounters where, like, you had very limited time to pick up a weapon and like I would click but I wouldn't be at the exact right angle and like I knew I was gonna die you know um but again aside from that glitchiness which we've touched on a little bit um I thought they were super cool it's very it's very belabored combat it feels heavy it feels like you know this is uh, a almost herculean task to try and swing this little stick but it's what i have to do it's the only option i have the hits feel palpable right like they have impact um and i thought it was super satisfying and then also the way that they threw different kinds of enemies at you different movement patterns different speeds you know um i don't know i i thought it was great <laughs> Yeah, I did too, and it was a surprise because I know none of that was in the first game. So, like, when you picked up a hammer, it's a little bit bigger than you, so there's, like, a swing to it and crashing yeah. down on the people you're trying to hit. It, Yeah, like you said, it feels like you're doing something. But on the other hand, it, all, it also adds to the horror, I think, because if you miss a swing, you're toast. And yeah. that feeling of, like, oh, no, I'm dead, like, that... I, that adds to what you're doing too and i like that sense of like th this has to count every single swing has to count yeah. and um you merc more than one person in this game more than <laughs> yeah. one boss um so that was a surprise because i don't remember that really occurring in the first game um so yeah those moments like you said like with the gun i'm like what that that just happened that's crazy yeah. little things like yeah. that i've just it, it was surprising there's certainly more action in this game than the first one uh not just with combat but you mentioned uncharted there seems to be a lot of little uncharted like sections here and there yeah set pieces where yeah. you're running away from the thing and, and you're trying to get to uh a certain area and you're jumping over big uh what do you call it? I guess canyons and you're trying to grab onto the hand of the other person and they pull you up. I'm like, this is very uncharted esque for a horror game. I liked it. Like I appreciated those big set piece moments, but it was, it was surprising. Yeah. There, there were a number of them that I thought were really well done. Um, and especially again, like trying not to spoil stuff, but like that section that you mentioned that, you know, was the one that like really scared you. Um, I thought that one, uh, I struggled with controls a smidge there. Um, trying to point the flashlight with the mouse and run at the same time was hard. I don't know if... Okay, when you would point the flashlight, would it stop your running? Like, you would start walking slow? Uh, you could run backwards. Uh, yeah, you could, like, do a back trot. Gotcha. Okay, Whatever, I struggled with it a little bit, but I do think that whole section was just very, very uh, interesting because it's uh, they do the thing where, like, right, you've been struggling in this environment, you know the environment is more powerful than you, and then now that you've been in the game for a while, they do one of the things that you can... I always find very interesting if you're trying to create a, a real palpable sense of danger in that it's like, okay, you now to accomplish what you want to accomplish, you have to put yourself in harm's way. 
Yeah. And then trying to get out of that, you know, as opposed to having someone find you and you're running away, it's I'm going to go throw myself as bait as at you because it's the only way I can get through this. Right. Um, and I thought oh it was executed God, yeah. very well. And another thing they do in that section, um, I won't spoil it other than just saying the enemies of the area, you technically encounter them at the beginning of that section, but you don't know their enemies yet. Yeah. Um, and very uh very bioshock <laughs> yeah you don't think anything of it until the danger is there and you realize what's going on you go back to the beginning of that area at one point after all the stuff that you go through and you look at like some of the things that you saw earlier in a totally different way and again adding to the suspense and the horrors like uh i know more information now what's gonna happen whereas before you're like oh yeah that's just you know part of the environment i don't care um, yeah. I think that's a super clever way of handling all that stuff. I love it. Certainly. Is there any other gameplay stuff that you you feel like we should talk about, or TJ? Any like gameplay questions you might have? No, it seems pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. The partner system is new. The partner system is new, and actually, uh, good. Yeah, good thing to bring it up. So you are partnered with, I believe her name is Six, right? Yes. Um. Yeah. Again, you don't really, or we'll talk about it, I guess, in the story in a second, which will be very short, but um, there's no dialogue or anything in this game, so you really wouldn't have a way, I don't know what my name is in this game, um, but the uh, uh, Six is partnered with you, and so she operates as a companion for a good bit of it, and I thought they they did a good job of making her a, a pretty useful companion, like, when there were very straightforward tasks that needed to be done, like... You know, if you got these two things that you needed to progress, but you got one at a time, like she would just automatically pick up the second one and go put it in, which very scripted because it's a very linear game, but was a great way of making it feel like she was useful and and kind of making you care about her as well. And like whatever relationship it is that's going on there. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, especially if you played the first game, you automatically care uh, most of the way through because you have this relationship with her as the player already you know since they were you um i don't know it was nice i i couldn't help but thinking like this could have been a good co-op game maybe that was one of my huge thoughts and i think it's something that colored uh or might color a lot of uh my vote or something but i was like damn this is a huge missed opportunity to make this a really great uh, co-op experience yeah maybe they do it in the next game i i don't know if they do a next game i'm not sure but yeah. yeah absolutely i'm like oh man this would have been a fun thing to play with a friend like experience the horror together right um that being said it was just single player but the companion that you have with you six uh didn't seem to be like in the way at all like it on the no. contrary it turned out to be very helpful like I always get afraid of that sort of thing when you have, like, companions with you in a game. It's like, oh, God, are you going to get in my way? Are you going to be useless? What's going on here? But that wasn't the case in this game, so that was very nice to see. Yeah. Six would, like, get in my way from time to time, but it was never in important sections. Like, if it was, like, I am running away from something and it's time sensitive, Six was almost always ahead of me. And, like, or, you know, well behind me, whatever it was, like... I never was interrupted by six in like a crucial moment, which I think that is like the number one most important thing to having a non-obtrusive companion. And then also just, you know, those smart little codings about, you know, when she does what and how she helps you. Like, I think just went a long way to making her feel like a uh, 
a really well done companion and uh, even as someone who like myself I don't know anything about Six so like I had no reason to care about them uh, besides what was presented to me in this game right um her presence was very comforting in the game mm-hmm. yeah um which is could be a good thing especially with that whole hand holding mechanic was very yeah. cute and adorable but in some ways it might have detracted from the suspense of a moment just because like oh i've got a friend here i'm not truly alone and afraid you know that might have been a stupid mental thing in my head but I it was noticeable to me the moments when I was alone versus the moments when I had her with me. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I really loved that. I really loved uh, having her there because if anything, it actually I was more concerned about because if it's like myself, I'm like, cool. I know nothing is going to happen to me because I am the protagonist, right? Like if something's going to happen to me, it's going to be at the end of the game. Whereas if I have someone with me, it's like, I need to protect you. And I'm concerned for your safety, especially if I care about you. And I did care about her. And I think a lot of elements go into play in there, like subconsciously, like everything else in this world is like really hideous. Um, And so having these two like really cute character models together, like I'm sure it triggers some like animalistic instinct of like protect the baby type thing. Um, and I thought it added to the game incredibly, but then again, you know, horror is also like not traditionally my thing. So maybe like if you're a hardcore, like horror person, maybe it kills the scare for you and that doesn't quite do it for you. But I don't know. The stuff that scares me is more like fear for my people, right? Like fear for the people I care about. So I I thought it was an, I, I thought I found it super effective. Yeah, maybe I'm a selfish bastard. I don't know. I'm just like, you're going to protect me, right? You're going to get me out of this situation, which I found more comforting when I'm alone. I'm like, oh, God, it's all up to me now. What am I going to do? Um, so I don't know. Uh, definitely, like, I, I, I see your point, though, like, for sure. That is um, – I, I that might be what they're going for in that fear of, like, you care about that character, especially if you played the first game. So that sense of protecting her is um, – I think it's totally there for sure. Yeah. Um, so shall we talk about story for a sec? Sure. Okay. There is none. Or there, there, <laughs> well, there's a plot. <laughs> and that was the story. Yeah. I, there is a plot. Like there is a series of events that is going along. But um, it, again, as, as someone who like really cares about stories and games, like that's the main thing that will convince me to play anything. It was one area that like, and not knowing anything about Little Nightmares, not knowing if it had a story or not, it looked to me like it might. Um, it was a little disappointing to see that, like, clearly, like, there is a world, there's an environment, there are characters, and something is going on there. And I'm sure if you dive into, like, the YouTube, you know, game theories deep enough, you can put together a pretty coherent story because clearly, like, something's going on. But if you're just, like, playing it, I don't think you'll get, like, a, you know, a narrative per se. Um, but it does evoke strong narrative type feelings. Um, I want to say mostly because of your attachment to the characters. I don't know how or why, but yeah, they got me to care about, um, the two little characters. And so that for me was, um, a a huge strength for them since they were lacking like anything concrete. Furthermore, uh, I think they crafted a really interesting world in that I actually, I had a lot of questions and so it's a big disappointment to not have them answered. But at least the fact that I was asking them um, 
is definitely a good sign. Like, that shows some interest as opposed to, like, I don't know, a game like Until Dawn or even... Until Dawn, I had no questions. Amnesia, like, there's a bunch of questions there and there's a solid story. But, like, as the game went on and I became less interested, I stopped caring about finding those answers. Uh, whereas here, like, I'm like, damn, it would, I'm, I, you know, I just finished the game with like an hour ago, but I'm like, damn, it would have been nice to uh, have actually known what that, you know, what happened here or that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. How how was the story for you? I liked it quite a bit. Um, I guess by definition of narrative, there is no true overarching like narrative narrative there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Again, I'm a big lore guy, so having a story told to you through a world and characters and items in a world, things that you find, I'm a big show-don't-tell guy, and when games like show you pieces of a story that you need to put together rather than being told this is what the story is, I always appreciate it when it's done well. I think this game does it well, obviously inside in limbo do it very uniquely as well bloodborne's a huge example of that for sure um i was surprised that this game uh as opposed to the first little nightmares inside of limbo it it seemed very straightforward ish as to what was happening there uh there's a lot of mystery surrounding like the tvs in the game and you know some of the events that are happening in the city and i think a lot of those questions are sort of answered by the end of the game um of course a lot's left up into to interpretation especially in those last few minutes but Mm -hmm. for the most part i i like that a lot of that stuff was answered for me you know it didn't require too much thinking so i i enjoyed that aspect of it let me ask you a question like and this is just like a genuine question I'm, i'm just curious to see like your your point of view here um like and don't tell me what, I guess, like, for, for sake of spoiler, but, like, besides survival, do you think you know what the characters were trying to accomplish in this game? No, none at all. Other than survival, yeah. no. Yeah, because that's the thing. I've, I'm pretty sure that there is very clearly something they're trying to accomplish, but I have no idea what that is. And that's... Or, I, or why what, they're doing it, what, you know, what set them on the journey, like... And that's the kind of stuff that interests me, right? Because I cared about the characters, but it was mostly by like by design, which is a great thing. You should do that, right? You like you should care about the characters through design and through gameplay. Um, but I also want to know like who they are, why they do what they do. You know, you're right. The question of that is like, is it a follow up from Little Nightmares One? I'm almost positive it's a prequel. I just I, I get that feeling, and it it oozes throughout the game. I'm like 99.9% sure it is as well. Uh, But no, you're absolutely right. I don't know the answers to those questions, which is why I think games like this benefit from like a second playthrough or um, just piecing that stuff together, whether you watch a YouTube video or try to do it yourself. Maybe the answers to all those questions are in the game. We just got to look for it. I'm sure they are. Super well. Uh, you don't know objectives necessarily of why we're there or why we're doing what we're doing. But I don't know, figuring that stuff out in the context of the world they give you, I find super fascinating and fun to discover. That's fair because I, I do agree with you in terms of like environmental storytelling, but I prefer that for like vignettes that are like nice to have, which is I think a lot of what this game is. Like a lot of the stuff you could tell through the environment is like, oh, here's what happened to like these people that you don't know, right? Um but for me, 
it is and it's not like not that it's the only way to do it but um and i think there are plenty of examples of games that do it well but generally speaking i find it a much stronger decision in terms of enjoyment to be like by the end of the game like i know what happened and if i play it again i will be able to pick up all the clues and all the foreshadowing and all of that like with clarity as opposed to being like let's play it again and see if i can piece together this story i absolutely see the appeal just for like people whose interests may align with mine that's generally my my taste especially as someone who again like i really don't replay games and so i don't think i'm alone in that i think there are plenty of people who don't so like um it it's just something that i think is interesting to discuss and to see what people get out of the stories um but I also don't think it's like it's not a huge knock on the game. I just do like I think it would have been really cool to have um, some more concrete answers to like these people that we're playing as, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to like any other story stuff that you want to touch on. I get it's very simple, but um, no, I I mean not without spoiling it, which I'm not gonna yeah. do. So I I will say I, I there have covered everything. Yeah, there are very cool scenes in it. There, there. Uh, I did not expect it, especially early on. I'm not gonna lie; like the game did not hold me too much early on. Um, but later on in the game, there were scenes where, like, I was, I was quite invested. Especially in a game without words or dialogue, like that amount of investment, I think, is very impressive to to capture from an audience. So, absolutely good for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Any other things you want to touch on before we go into a vote? Not I. All right. TJ, any outstanding questions? Not that I can think of. All right. So I guess, in the case of Little Nightmares 2, how do we vote? Okay. So preface this with (laughs) classic fact. I really just don't think horror is made for me. Um, especially horror games with like no clear story and and that sort of thing, um, because that's where I f- that's where I derive the most fear from. Also, again, biggest thing is I just don't enjoy being scared. Like I just I derive no enjoyment from it. Um, that said, I do think the the puzzles and the combat like there are a lot of really cool moments in this game. And design wise, I think the designers uh, visually and like gameplay wise like stuff like the auditory puzzle um and some of the other puzzles like really there were some big wow moments in the game which i thought were were very cool it had a really hard time holding on to me early on but as the game progressed um i found myself flip-flopping at least a little bit more and being like huh uh you know i might recommend this i think to if you're interested in this kind of game right like if you're looking at a horror game i i think this is probably like a really great example because uh, of the ones we've covered, and granted, we've not covered excellent ones, but of the games we've covered, this is by far the best horror game I've played so far. Um, <gasps> really? More than Bioshock? I would not call Bioshock horror. It's survival horror. No, it's not. It's That's action. a different it's debate for another yeah. day. But It's anyway. an action game in, in a suspenseful setting. Um... Just like I thought this game was a puzzle game in a suspenseful setting, but then later on it kind of changed my mind, and I was like, I think it's enough to like classify this as proper horror. Yeah, um, sure. So yeah, I I think it's it's the best horror game we've played so far. It's just uh, like there's like I think Plague Tale Innocence does some of what this game does a little bit better, um, 
and there's a there's a couple of different examples for the price at I believe it's thirty something dollars. Uh, I keep dragging this out, but it's because I am so reluctant to say I think this is the first horror game I'm going to give you. You should buy it though too. Hey, yeah, look at that. Uh, I'm and not gonna for lie, sure buy of the year. No, I, I gave one before, I think. No, did you? I guess I did. Oh, wait, was huh. Kentucky this year? Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a you should buy it though. Let me put it this way if you are like me and like horror games are not your thing, it's actually still probably a don't. Um, but I enjoyed it just enough that, like, especially if you could play it, like, for if it shows up on Game Pass or anything like that, like, absolutely give it a shot and see if you like it. It took a while to get me interested, but by the end, I was like, cool, even if I don't finish it in time for the review, I'm at least going to finish this last chapter, because it's a short game, and I just wanted to see where it finished going. Uh, and I think there are some really, really cool, just, like, movements in the game, even though it has, uh, like, a number of faults, but... It's enough that at the price, I think, for the general public and even um, people who mostly align with me, I think it's it's worth giving it a shot. So, yeah, you should buy it, though. Hey, hey how about that? Don't don't worry, nice. buddy boy. We'll find the horror game for you. There's there's a little game, a little indie game coming I, out in May. No, I think won't. this is it, man, because oh, it's not <laughs> it's barely horror. Like, hey, hey, don't worry. That That game that's coming out pretty soon. Might sway you. We'll see. You're putting so um, much hope on it, and I don't want to disappoint you, Palazzo. It hurts me. Oh, I don't... Hey, as long as the game doesn't disappoint me, I don't care what anyone else thinks. Right. Like, I'm okay with that. I just all right, all right. you enjoy it. That's all. For those um, at home, he's referring to Resident Evil. Yes, I am. I'm very excited for Resident Evil 8. Yeah, it looks, it looks good. It I'm looks so fucking... Play the demo, guys. Anyway, back to the little nightmares. I'll be going to play the demo when we don't have PS5s, Palazzo. <gasps> You're right. Go watch my playthrough of the demo on Twitch. <laughs> anyway, um, so, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. This is not your first should buy of the year. However, this will be our first should buy unanimous vote of the year because I also I think you should this. buy Little Nightmares. <laughs> even without a man. I'm going to say don't buy it just so it's not unanimous, even though you should buy it. Uh, right. I'm Wait, kidding, what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> said unanimous, and I was just going <laughs> to mess it up. The only things that would sway me otherwise actually have nothing to do with the game itself. I think $30 is a good price. It's not 60 I would have liked to have seen it a little cheaper because I do yeah. think it's still kind of short. However, I gave I think I gave Hitman a should buy, and that was $60 for pretty much the same length. Maybe Hitman was a little longer. So, I mean, I, I have to say should buy for this because I enjoyed the experience of this all the way through more than Hitman. Um, there's a lot going on really? here. If you, yeah, I, I did, yeah. Um, I like these types of games. I don't know. Uh, something about them just get me. I, the puzzles were fun. Um, again, I'm a fan of horror games, so this it treads the line, but it's close enough. Just for the hospital scene alone, like please check this game out. Like it, I won't say anything more than if you're a Doctor Who fan and you know what Weeping Angels are, those vibes heavy. All right, so take that. What, however you want but it, it's good stuff really um and i if you like the first little nightmares this is an improvement in pretty much every way like every single way so there you go like yeah that um for those reasons i think you should buy little nightmares too 
I'm not surprised you voted it up, but I am surprised that you enjoyed it more than Hitman because where Hitman was like the most positive should not buy I could give, this was like the most barely should buy I could give. But um, remember, for me, Hitman was the most negative should buy. Huh, yeah. Yeah. Not negative, I, but like uh, tentative. Yeah. So there you have it. Play Coraline the video game. <laughs> it is Coraline. In the case of Little Nightmares 2, you should buy it though. Go play Coraline, the video game. Real um, talk, though, Coraline's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Yo, Coraline... I think I saw it at some point. I don't remember anything about it, though. Terrifying. Horror's just not for me, guys. So, like, good job, like, Little but Nightmares. But, like, the thing is, like, no one expected Coraline to be, like, actually scary. Like, it was just, like, chilling. And then, like, it gets to a point. And, and then it, like, it oh takes a turn, and you're like, what the hell am I watching? Hmm. So now we gotta make John watch Coraline. I've seen it. I've definitely seen it at some point. I just, I don't know. It just like it's just not where my interests lie. But I like I think what sold me with this game was that I think the puzzles were like I just really enjoyed the stimulation there as like a puzzle game. Um, Should you watch it though? Hey, we can do it. Anyways, uh, thank you all uh, so much for listening. I want to give a special thank you to our patrons and Bear Jerry Benettados. Uh, if you've enjoyed what we're doing here, please consider checking us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash should I buy. You can get access to cool stuff like our 24-hour impressions, other fun stuff like that. And if you enjoy our little group dynamics here, consider checking out our other podcast, Dungeons and Drimbus. We are currently in our second season. We're doing Hunt for the Florida Man. And let me tell you, it's a rousing good time. So, yeah, that'll... That's like a scary Scooby-Doo, puzzle. but has an alligator. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby-Doo with an alligator. That is uh, suspenseful puzzles all day long, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk at you real soon. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.